Dodge just handed to me. The following podcast is a Sam Productions production. Welcome to the Autism Warriors Podcast, episode 36. Today we'll be talking about autism and bullying. You can catch us on our website at autismwarriors.com. You can uh, email us at feedback at sayitproductions.com. We're more than welcome to hear your feedback. Um, You could call us on our voicemail at 813-915-6390. We also can be found on G+. Or Google Plus, um, gplus.to backslash Autism Warriors. We're here live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We also have a Twitter. It's Say It Prods. Um, our Facebook is facebook.com backslash Autism Warriors. Um, don't forget to go to iTunes and to rate and review our show. Um, we respect and uphold the rights of people to make choices concerning their family member with autism, whether it be vaccinations, therapies, or medication medications. I'm Erica Plord, mother of two on the autism spectrum, Cassidy 11 and Garrett 9. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Pamela Mari. How you doing over there, Pam? Hanging in. You sound really up tonight. <laughs> I signed up. I signed up. You sa- I found you sound up. You sound, I sound insane. Okay. <laughs> no, you sound happy considering the fact that you've been snowed in like, you know, Antarctica for the past couple days. Her uh, blizzard Nemo is, is trying to drive me further off my rocker. I don't think I have ever had a rocker to begin with, but <laughs> going crazy here well we haven't had school since last friday there's no school again tomorrow and i don't think there's going to be school on friday and on top of that they have a vacation next week is that exciting well now take that and multiply it times seven months and then you'll be about where i'm at so oh my goodness you know i don't want to say don't complain but don't complain I I won't complain. But anyway, um, I go to a a therapy, um, therapeutic setting, and I was given this poem. And I thought once I read through it, I said, you know what? This is perfect for our show. Uh, The name of the name of the poem is As a Warrior. Uh, We couldn't find it anywhere online. So don't go try looking for it online. And it's by May. Uh, I I am a warrior who holds the key to my path, for it is I to choose left or right. I can clear the hindrances and obstacles with the right belief and strength. For such warrior, there is no fear and no holding back. I know as a warrior, I do not give up, but go to the path I chose. Right or wrong, for I have a purpose. For that reason, I live. Battles I face each day of my life, I have more losses than wins. But as a warrior in life, I know that the only way to success and salvation is failure. For I know now, I now know to beat the enemy, I must endure and be in defeat. As a warrior, there is no success at all times. For at defeat of my enemies, I then hold advantage. I have suffered and endured defeat. For this time, I will not make the same mistakes and stand back up against them all. As a warrior, I desire more to fail, so I'll be able to see my wrong and learn tactics to defeat my enemies. For I know failure is not the end, but delineates the area I have lacked in my battles, for I am a true warrior. That is profound. Isn't it? That's profound. I'm I'm picky. That's profound. Very profound. Yeah. We're warriors. We may be defeated, 
we may get defeated, but we just keep going on and on and on. <laughs> you know what? Put those obstacles in front of us. We're going to hurdle over them. Even if it's seven feet tall, we're going to get past that. And we're going to say F you and we're going to break through the wall or we'll hurdle over it. Sometimes I feel I'm crawling under it. Well, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> they do that in basic training. Don't they make them climb, <laughs> climb underneath those things? So, or- okay. Between the pickets, whatever. However we have to get through there, we'll get through. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I guess that's on to our segment of Zach Picto of the Week. Um, Zach Browser is happy to report tons of new videos added for kids to enjoy. Many in languages other than English. So let's check out Zach Browser. Uh, you could do a simple Google search. Type in Zach, Z-A-C, Browser, and it'll bring you to John Lesher's website where you could download the Zach browser. So we had a couple resources this week. I have them pulled up on my my thing. I found one through the um, autism spectrum, which can help combat bullying of our autism children. There's many links available. Many links available, but... Uh, it's uh, on the on the website. It says it has been suggested that children with autism spectrum disorders are especially vulnerable to bullying. The Interactive Autism Network is now sharing initial results of a national survey on bullying experiences of children on the autism spectrum. The findings show that children with ASD are bullied at a very high rate and are also often intentionally triggered into meltdowns or aggressive outbursts by ill-intentioned peers which is very, very interesting reading that for me because I know what's going on with my children. But there's tons of link, tons of links on that um, one particular link. So check, definitely check it out in the show notes. Um, there's a documentary. There's books available. They're, they're, they have a lot of information on, on that particular link. So definitely check it out. And then, Pam, you had found one on the Autism Society, bullying and students on the autism spectrum. I did, but as you know, I had technical difficulties with my printer today, so I don't have I don't have that part of the script. So well, you'll have to. <laughs> that's okay. Autism Society of America. Um, it's a bullying article and great suggestions for schools. Um, it's not unusual to hear stories about students with and without disabilities being bullied. Stories about bullying have captured media attention as children cope with being bullied and as families attempt to adjust to losing a loved one to suicide motivated by bullying. The reality is that students on the autism spectrum are bullied more more often than students without disabilities. In fact, the students... In fact, of the students who are bullied, 63% are on the autism spectrum. Regardless of the outcome associated with bullying and whether the student has a disability or not, bullying is a serious and pervasive problem that must be addressed in schools. So definitely check out that link. Great article. And then you can also check out um, different stuff on the Autism Society um, you can also become a member of the Autism Society if you so desire. There is a link there. Anyway, so that's on to um, the sponsor. Um, we're going to ask you for some money. Uh, <laughs> do you have a website, Twitter account, blog, or product you want to tell the world about? You could sponsor an episode of this podcast or any other show at Say It Productions for only $5. Head on over to sayitproductions.com backslash sponsor to purchase your spot. So, anyway, now we're on to our topic of the week, which is autism and bullying. Um, there was an interesting article with a, tri- with a twist from Forbes magazine. Despite the growing awareness, bullying is still common in school these days. Some kids are bullied and some, bu- some bully others. But as a new study finds, kids with autism spectrum disorder may have e- an even harder time with bullying, being many times more likely than their neurotypical siblings to have experienced in their lifetime. Even more disturbing, autistic kids may be intentionally triggered into having meltdowns by bullies who know how to push the right buttons. The new study from Kennedy Krieger's 
Interactive Autism Network surveyed families with autistic and non-autistic siblings from all over the country asking about their experience with bullying in the past and the present. The three most common types of bullying were verbal, or in other words, psychological in nature, being teased, picked on, or made fun of, 73%, being ignored or left out of things on purpose, 51%, and being called bad names, 47%. But almost a third of autistic children are also experienced physical bullying, being shoved, pushed, slapped, hit, or kicked. You there, Pam? Yes, I'm just waiting until you get to a point where I have text in front of me. <laughs> but you had even more disturbing was the fact yes, that I have even more disturbing was the fact that over half of the autism children surveyed had experienced intentional triggering of meltdowns. I have that. And uh, I'm going to make a what do I want to say? Contradict myself because further on in the script, I say that that was done to Joey and I don't consider that bullying, but I guess when it comes down to it, it is. Um, and I'll, I'll read since I'm talking here, Erica, one mother said that often kids try to upset her, meaning her child on the spectrum, because they find it funny when she gets upset and cries. She's overly emotional and they seem to get a kick out of this. Bullying was most pronounced in regular public schools and mm-hmm. that's 43%, but better in special education public schools, down to 30%, and the lowest in regular private schools and special education private schools, 28 and 18%, respectively. Oddly, when the team broke down bullying as a function of the different types of autism, meaning the, the type of autism that the person had, that diagnosis, Asperger's autism or other autism spectrum disorders, they found that the kids with Asperger's were actually the most bullied group. Since Asperger's is a higher functioning form of autism, this is peculiar, and the researchers aren't sure why this is true, but one hypothesis is that it's because people with Asperger's are often highly intelligent, but can still have considerable social deficits, which makes them, in effect, the perfect target. Now, I found this next line really interesting. I wouldn't have known this, Children with autism are also more likely to bully others. Garrett. Really? I I was, you know, about 20% of the kids with autism bullied versus only 8% of neurotypical children. According to this report, many of these kids may actually be both the bully and the victim, which is somewhat more common in children with developmental or emotional problems. Children with ASD who bully may do it. Here's the key, unintentionally. Exactly. And here a mom quotes, my son doesn't realize he is bullying. And I know, Erica, you have a hands-on with this very situation. Said one parent, he's trying to get other kids to pay attention to him. So he does it by grabbing their ball away from them or getting, quote unquote, in their face when they say to stop. They they just don't get mm-hmm. the social cue that that's... That's not kosher. That's inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And another parent said, our boy may take an object from another child or scream when, scream at them. Oh, I lost my place. I'm sorry. Scream when unhappy, but any purposeful, purposeful cruelty he would never do. And for autistic children who are being bullied and bully in return, they may not have the social skills to avoid or to get themselves out of the situation. According to the report, unlike victims who are more passive, bully victims insult their tormentors or otherwise try to fight back in a way that only makes the situation worse. Mm-hmm. Finally, finally, a critical issue that the report brings up is whether bullying may cause, again, really super important here, whether the bullying may cause people with autism to develop more mental health problems as a result. Some studies have suggested that the child who is bullied has a greater risk for everything from headaches and stomach aches to anxiety, depression, and the worst, suicide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can honestly say that we've been relatively fortunate in our household with regard to bullying. And the closest we've come, as I said, was a little boy in Joey's summer camp, also on a spectrum. It was an ASD summer camp. And he used to sing the SpongeBob theme. <laughs> 
every stinking day at quitting time from camp. He would break into the SpongeBob theme. And oh. yes, thank you. Oh, Who hey. doesn't a pineapple? <laughs> Thank you, Corey. That's the one. Yeah, just exactly <laughs> like that. Uh, and I'm surprised I'm not hearing from the bedroom right now. Um, but that was the situation. Brian would do that, and it would drive Joey to, uh, you know, just distraction. He would come out of camp screaming and yelling and crying. And and so it got to the point where I had to call Brian's mom, and she's one of I think he's in there fussing now. Thank you, Mr. Producer. Um, <laughs> I can't believe he pulled that off. Uh, I called and I said, hey, Claire, you know, this is what's going on. And so she spoke to the child about it, you know, and I don't really, it, it would, pardon me, piss me off that he would do it, but I couldn't really, you know, how he didn't really grasp that what he was doing was upsetting Joey so much that, that it was a bad thing, you know, so Claire yeah. spoke to him about it, but the truth is, he still remembers it. I have Brian at camp, and I don't want to talk to Brian, and Brian keeps singing SpongeBob, and oh my God, you know, so it's like, okay, that's about really the closest I can say we've ever come. Um, I did speak to our, our BSC, Ms. Patty, our behavior specialist, a couple weeks ago in prep for the show, and I said, what have you seen since you have more clients than I have kids, obviously? And she said, to tell you the truth, I don't see that much of it with with my clientele, my ASD kids. And I said, well, what do you attribute that to? And she said, basically, the kids I have, they've all come up through school together. They've all gone to kindergarten through fifth or sixth or seventh, whatever, together with pretty much the same group of kids. So the neurotypical kids know who the ASD kids are, and they don't really it doesn't their behavior their mannerisms what have you do not strike them as odd or anything cuz they're just plain used to each other yeah you know so there's no bullying going on and i asked Joey's teacher also i said what what have you seen and she said well i can tell you in our class and in this school it is simply they know better they just plain know better it would not be tolerated in any way shape or form cuz i often said you know do i have to worry about like if he goes to the bathroom by himself somebody's going to she said no because it just would not be tolerated so that leads me to the question um in schools at least is the answer having a no tolerance policy and enforcing it? Well, they do at Garrett and Cassidy School. I'll tell you that much. And I have a zero tolerance. So Cassidy was getting bullied on the bus at the towards the beginning of the year. And even about a month ago, um, kids are just mean. And... You know, Cassidy would come home really upset, throwing her book bag around, stomping around. And you don't know what kind of bad day I had. And I hate that bus and I don't want to go on that bus anymore. And da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, talk to me about it. Tell me what happened. And there was one time where she was sitting at the back of the bus where, you know, the, all the older kids sit because it's a K through eight school. So she was sitting in, she picked her spot where she was going to sit and an eighth grader came up because Cassidy's in sixth grade. Eighth grader came up with her little friend and said, get out of my seat. That's my seat. Cassie said, no, it's not. It doesn't have your name written on it. This is my seat. I am sitting here. Uh, the girl tortured her to the point where Cassidy finally got up and left the seat and moved to another seat, put her jacket over her head, and started crying. And then another little girl came up, who's only in fifth grade, came up, picked Cassie's jacket up off of her head, and looked at her crying and said, oh, you're so ugly, and then slapped her up upside the head. I was like, I'm going to ream some kids a new one. You know, so called the school. This is what happened. I want something done about it. Of course, I don't know what, what's wrong with the principal at our school, but when I called and I, when Garrett was being bullied on the bus by the same girl, um, the same girl that made Cassidy get up out of her seat, this girl slapped Garrett across the face. And when I called the school, they gave me the 
the vice principal. The vice principal took care of it that day and called me back. She said, I can't tell you what the consequence was, but I can tell you that I handled it. I talked to Garrett and I talked to the girl that slapped him. And um, I can't tell you what her consequence was. However, I will tell you that, you know, it's been handled. When I called about Cassidy being bullied, the principal never called me back. And I called him twice to follow up and left messages. But Cassidy hasn't been bullied since. So I guess I guess what I want want to say about that is I I hope people realize I'm sorry, cut you off. I just had this thought when we were kids. Okay, when you and I were kids, of course, you know, mine was a million years before you. But (laughs) yeah, if a dinosaur bullied you, (laughs) (laughs) you know who I'm saying that for. If a dinosaur picked on you or your little brother, you know, I can remember an instance where somebody bullied my brother and. And we just got our whole gang of kids and went over to this kid's house and scared the living you-know-what out of him, and it, and it stopped. But our kids our kids don't, don't know how to fight back. Not that you want to teach them to physically whomp somebody, you know, as a, as a means of defending themselves. But they, they just don't comprehend why someone would be like that and what is the appropriate response or even the response to make them go away. Mm-hmm. You know, so you hear in the news about, uh, I hate using this term, neurotypical kids getting bullied and, and the horrible things that happen to them. If those children can't handle it, how are our kids supposed to handle it? Well, Cassidy has you know? statements like, I hate myself. Nobody in the school likes me. This, that, and because I guess some kids have said that to her. One day at an assembly, they were all sitting on the floor and a teacher accidentally stepped on her hand, turned around and said, sorry, but the kid sitting next to her was like, ha, 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 And then I guess the same kid just gives her a hard time all the time. So I was like, you need to, I guess he got, yeah, hey, they, she had computer science. You know, she was in the computer lab and he was bullying her. And she started crying, so the teacher sent her down to the guidance counselor. You know, like, why are you crying in my class? What's going on? And then I guess the guidance counselor said he would talk to the kid. She's getting bullied at school um, almost all the time. She doesn't think anybody likes her, you know. I said, you know, I've had several conversations with her about that. Garrett... Oh, he's a bully and he gets bullied. He's a bully in a sense that he can't handle the noise on the bus because it's too loud. So he tells people to shut up. Um, One day at school a week or two ago. I don't know. It was the end of January. Um, He said he said to one of the kids in the classroom, shut the F up. You're more you moron. I don't know what led up to that, but he told the kid to shut the f up. You're a moron. I was like, oh my god, he's he's totally out of out of control lately. Anyway, with his behaviors, um, he's belligerent and just not a happy camper. Uh, but um, he also had our neighbor. Our neighbor, Cassidy, was sitting at the back of the bus, and all of a sudden, she looks up, and they were sitting together. He was sitting with our neighbor's son and she looked up and she saw that her son, you know, the neighbor's son was slapping Garrett across the face. She's like, he slapped him like 20 times until Garrett finally started hauling off and hitting him. So I had to break it up. So I talked to the little boy. I said, why did you, why did you hit Garrett? He called me stupid. Okay. He shouldn't have called you that, but you shouldn't have raised your hand to him. Come back, finally finally get Garrett to talk about it. Garrett didn't call him stupid until after he hit him. Oh. (laughs) Okay, so it wasn't totally unprovoked. (laughs) No, Garrett didn't provoke him in any way. The kid just started slapping Garrett across the face, and then Garrett said, you're stupid, and started wailing on him. (laughs) So he defended himself, 
I was like, you shouldn't hit people, you know, hands are for hugging, whatever. But, and I know you were just defending yourself to get him to stop, but, you know, and I'm thinking the whole time, where's the bus driver? Well, that leads into the next small paragraph, uh, which, unfortunately, it's unfortunate. But we all need to be aware of the possibility that some of the bullying of our kids can be, and we'll probably get hate mail or whatever, done by teachers, aides, and support staff that are supposed to teach and care for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, even little, bus drivers. Oh, please don't don't give me don't get me going on the bus driver issue. I mean. We had, you know what, when you know what the bus driver said to Cassidy that day that the girl hit her upside the head? Let me know if it happened. I saw what happened. Let me know if it happens again and I'll take care of it. Excuse me, person who drives the bus that I want to call an expletive. Insert expletive here. Why didn't you pull the bus over, Get uh, park it, Get go back to that girl and tell her to sit in the front of the bus? Why didn't you nip it in the bud? You're an you're an adult. You got a million kids, and and unfortunately, because it's a K through eight school, you've got kindergartners all the way up to eighth grade on the bus. I just that's a recipe for disaster right there. But I, and I haven't heard of any other parents having issues on the bus. But one of the girls, the girl that was bullying Cassidy since the beginning of the school year, Cassidy says, "Oh, all of a sudden she's being nice to me since the last incident." Since the last incident, she started being nice to Cassidy. I don't take it. I don't, I'm like, I don't care. I'll admit if my son was wrong, you know, I'll make him admit if he was wrong, but I'm, I'm not going to allow, she slapped him across the face. And she, she's been, she's been the source of torture for Cassidy since the beginning of the school year. You know, Cassie coming home in tears and she usually holds it all in and sucks it up and just comes out with this like attitude like you wouldn't believe and taking it out on me. And then I finally get her to talk to me and she's in tears, you know. So and it's hard to see your your child go through that. And when when Garrett was going through, you know, he's starting with the I hate my life stuff. And I've talked countless numbers of times to his teacher because he does, he's, um, she says he's got to be super smart because he comes out with the most sarcastic things to say, but Mm -hmm. she, she has to turn, she has to turn around and not, not show that she's smiling and tell him to stop saying what he was saying because it's inappropriate for the time. You know, (laughs) she's like, he's so witty with his comebacks. It's like, you know, but. He treats his he treats his peers like poop. Don't know why. And it's not all the time, but he's been out of control lately. Completely out of control. Calling a kid a moron. Yeah, but that's not his personality. That's it's just not his regular, you know. I'm kind of attributing it to uh, his therapist, we were talking and we're putting him in a more extensive program instead of once a week, he's going to go five days a week to a three hour program in the afternoon. So five days a week after school, he's going to go to a three day, three hour program. And he, he need, we decided he needed more intensive therapy. So he's going to go to a program after school every day. Monday through Friday. So, but, uh, I mean, I was really concerned for them earlier in the year because they were just like, and sometimes I think that Cassidy being as sensitive, she's very sensitive. I don't, I don't want to belittle what she says, but she's also very sensitive. So sometimes it's like, is it is she being bullied or is she just misconstruing what the people are saying to her? But I mean, she's been told nobody in the school likes you. Or one day last week, she knocked somebody's binder off their desk and they're like, 
pick it up. She said they they snapped at her, pick it up. And she was already in the process of picking it up and about to say sorry, and they were nasty to her. Uh, yeah. <sighs> said, you know, yeah, very, you know. Very hard. I know I, I also asked our uh, our listener and my friend and, and board member of our, our local autism society, Tom Hassel, who himself obviously is an adult on the spectrum, what he has seen and, and lived through with regard to bullying. And he said that definitely there are adults in, in our local ASD support group that have been bullied both in school and as adults. And you and I have spoken before about um, Rex. Yeah. And how the, the guys at work think it's cool to put oranges on his desk when the smell of oranges are such a sensory aversive to him that it literally makes him vomit. Oh, I mean, wow. literally yeah, makes exactly. him run to the bathroom and barf, pardon me. And you have to think, why? what does a normal, oh God forgive me, normal individual get out of doing something like that to someone? Do they, do they not comprehend the severity of it, I guess they don't. They don't get it because they haven't lived it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you don't get it unless somebody does it to you, and and you live through it, you know. But Tom said he went through it himself, and now as a a grown man, you know, in his fifties, he said, "I, I try to pack it away, you know, pack it luggage up, put it in the back far reaches of my mind, because to revisit it." is just too painful. It's just yeah. too painful. And to be our age, Tom and I are both the same age, to be that age and still have something that happened to you in in high school or middle school uh, be that painful, that's bad. Yeah, you know, that's bad. So um, I guess it all begs the question, how do we teach our kids to be more resilient and not to, to let what people do? do to them, hurt them to the point that they would harm themselves or something like that. You know, that's exactly. that's what the schools have to try to instill. You're never going to have nice people all over the earth. It, it just isn't going to happen. Uh, human nature being what it is, we get some kind of sick, twisted thrill out of doing that to other people. And it's going to be there and you're going to run into it in school, in the workplace, in the community. They have to try to teach our kids, ASD kids and NT kids, how to some methodology to blow it off, whether that be tell someone, whether they have a program in our school. I don't have the paper, any of the paperwork near me, but it's a school wide behavioral plan. The name of it is sharp. S means safety. H means honesty. A means I don't remember. R means responsibility and P means productive. So they have a school-wide program and it's teaching these kids to be a community and to be... R wasn't responsible, it was respectful. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they... they and each of the classrooms has, you know, because you have your K3, you have your... You know, your middle school kids on one side of the building and your uh, elementary school kids on the other side of the building. And in Garrett's classroom, I called him Carrot. Oh, my goodness. In Garrett's classroom, they have a color chart. Um, Blue means you had an excellent day. Green means you had a good day. Not bad. You didn't make it to blue, but you might have had one warning or something. So you stayed on green. Everybody starts on green at the beginning of the day. Um, then it goes, goes blue, green, yellow, orange, red, yellow. You're, you've had many warnings. Um, you're going to, you know, you can earn back up to green if you, your behavior changes, but you know, in each, I've gotten two letters home from the school because of his behavior, because he was on orange. And when you're on orange or red, they send a red, you, they get sent to the office and they go to the principal's office or the school psychologist talks to them about their behavior. And it's a school-wide thing. It's not just one confined to one classroom. Um, every single kid in elementary school has the color chart. 
and they have to be sharp. They have a sharp day, they always say. And then they get little rewards like Garrett. I had one right here on my makeshift computer desk. It was a uh, they caught him being sharp. So it said on the little card, I caught you being sharp today. And I guess if you collect so many of them, here it is. Congratulations, you were caught being Green Hills Gator Sharp. And I guess if you collect so many of them, you can use them like a homework uh, uh, homework pass. You can say, oh, I don't want I, I, I can use this. Set. I didn't I don't have to do my homework tonight kind of thing. Of course, half the time Garrett's homework is his classwork because he's gotten so bad that he refuses to do classwork. So he comes home with a lot of homework and mom is not happy. But anyway, I'd like to get um, move on. We had a we had a we have a sponsor for this week's show. Um, this week's episode of Autism Warriors is sponsored by Autism Parenting Magazine. Autism Parenting Magazine released this month in digital format, providing the best information on parenting your autistic child. The magazine is focused on children with canners, PDD-NOS, and Asperger's. Go to www.autismparentingmagazine.com for more info. And I'd like to thank Mark Blakely and Autism Parenting Magazine for sponsoring our Autism Warriors this week. Yes, thank you. We're honored. So how was your week? Well, um, we're working steadily to increase Joey's weight our new pediatrician was pleased with his progress th- thus far uh, in a month's time, but I won't rest till he's over 100 pounds at least. We're getting what there. What is he at right now? Tonight it was 96.8. How tall is he? 4'10", four, 4'11", something like that. He's it's, shorter. He's shorter than Cassidy. And she yeah, weighs about 93, 93 and change. Really? Yeah. She's uh, a beanpole. She's five foot one, five foot two, and she's a beanpole. And it was funny because she got weighed, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but she got weighed. Right. She got weighed. The last time she got weighed, she had lost two pounds, and she got, like, all excited. So we freaked out, thinking that she had an eating disorder. <laughs> but anyway, go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, um, I won't, I won't be happy until he hits a hundred and then even then, you know, I'll be fingers crossed, but it's amazing, probably not amazing, but it's just interesting how as his physical strength returns, so do the age old behaviors of concern as they are labeled of banging, being loud and, and things of that nature. However, Considering the total withdrawal we experienced, I swore I would not complain about the ASD. I'm biting my hand. I'm doing the Italian hand bite, you know, <laughs> because I, I would rather have him up and being rowdy than totally withdrawn and laying in the bed. And Yeah, because you before know, he was just laying in the bed all the time. Yeah, it was horrible. So, yeah. Uh, Interestingly, as we, oh, this is a little ditty, as we left the, the new pediatrician's office, he was, Joey was scripting away, just scripting his brains out of this thing from Bear in the, Ble- Bear in the Big Blue House, and Corey, don't play the song. Um, <laughs> he's going to Pip and it Pop, up. the purple egg colors. Yes, yes, Pip and Pop are these purple fuzzy what are their otters? I know what okay. they are. They're cute so, as hell. Yeah, and they <laughs> go to here in the big blue house. I loved it. <laughs> they're going to help Bear make pancakes, and they go to the refrigerator and they get the whole carton of eggs out. And the one otter says to the other one, "Fire when ready, oh purple egg hurler!" And of course he's an otter, so he throws the damn egg and it hits the floor, and he goes, uh, "Missed it." Well, on the, by the third egg, Bear's like crapping himself, you know, because he sees all the eggs are getting the floor, so. Joey's exiting the pediatrician's fire when ready, oh, purple egg hurler. And and everybody's looking at him like, what the heck are you, you know. But he was happy as a clam, you know. And this one lady sitting on, on the waiting area, you know, looked up at me. And older lady, probably a little older than myself, if that's humanly possible. And 
Uh, <laughs> and she just had that look on her face like, what is that all about? So I just stopped and I said, that's my son. He's on the autism spectrum. And what he's doing is he's repeating a cartoon, you know, because he likes it and it makes him happy. And all she said was, my son is nonverbal. Uh, point being, be thankful for what you got. You know? Exactly. She wasn't. She wasn't throwing it in my face. She wasn't trying to make me feel better. And she was just stating a fact. You know, she was saying, "Well, my son's nonverbal," and and I, I really didn't have a response. You know, I probably should have said, "Hey, call me sometime." You know, we'll shoot the breeze. But here's my card. Do you, are you yeah. carrying around your business cards? Oh my god, I have to. I'm carrying so much medical crapola with me. I don't know where. I don't know where my business cards are, but. Um, it's just interesting, you know, so that was that was our week, and now we continue to fight with the school district about homebound versus in-home instruction versus him going back to class. And, oh, God, does everything have to be a battle, you know? But I know, right? That's, but you're a warrior. Yeah, thank you. I was That was a, a segue for you to say that, so. You're a that warrior. Was, that was our week, so how's, uh, how is your Nemo, Nemo-itis going up there? <laughs> You know what's funny? One of the local news st- stations in Connecticut, they always name their storms. They don't it was not what the whatever the National Weather Service names it. They don't they name it something else. Well, they're calling it Superstorm Charlotte where we're having where the National Weather Service was calling it Nemo. I'm like, I'm not calling it Charlotte. The National Weather Service says it's Nemo. We found Nemo. And he buried us under, I don't even know how much snow. They're still doing cleanup. Friday, the kids got sent. The Friday, let's see. Friday, the kids had no school. It hit us really bad Saturday, Saturday night, Friday into Saturday Saturday morning. I paid 100 bucks to have my my snowblow somebody use the snowblower and and shovel my my lot because I couldn't do it I hurt my back. So I paid a couple guys from the neighborhood 100 bucks, 50 bucks each do my do do your thing dudes. So they did that and uh Monday no school, Tuesday no school, here's Wednesday no school. No school tomorrow. Probably no school on Friday because they're still trying to dig us all out. There's um, the, the reason why school is being closed is because streets are impassable. Buses can't get down them because there's only like one lane. People weren't even being plowed out, Pam. People were taking their snowblowers and their shovels and neighborhoods were banding together just to clear out their street because they hadn't been passed. Now, I live on a relatively busy street. We had been passed through. They threw salt and sand down. We were cleared out by Sunday. We really didn't have to worry anymore. We were cleared out and the road was passable, you know. So, but, uh, yeah, Cassidy went over to my aunt's house on, uh, on Sunday for craft day. And I dropped her off and I barely, uh, there was one lane road I went down and then the next road was a one lane road. And then the next road going up to her house hadn't even been plowed. Well, it had been plowed, but there was still um, snow on the ground. So I drove up, turned around because I couldn't park anywhere because it's a parking ban. So I dropped Cassidy off and then Sunday night they call me and they're like, do you want her to sleep over because there's no school tomorrow? I'm like, sure. If she wants to sleep over, she's more than welcome to sleep over. So I had, I had, had an only child from Sunday, Sunday till yesterday. I had an only child. <laughs> and and you know what? I notice when Cassidy's not around, Garrett is just so affable and agreeable and doesn't get mad when I tell him to oh you need to stop doing this and do this. He did his homework that he had what that was due on Monday. Um <laughs> he did his homework for me. 
I told him some of his answers were wrong. He didn't get mad. We went through it. He corrected it because he's having a really hard time in math. He's got a lot of a lot of concepts. He, he refuses to write for the teacher. They're supposed to give him um, assistive technology to write out his his uh, you know any type of like written prompt thing or or whatever but they're not doing that in school so she sent it home so i sat him him in front of the netbook and he typed up typed up his little the 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 prompt was if a gorilla enters your classroom what would you do sort of thing um then cassidy came home She was giving me an attitude problem. I don't I don't know if she was tired or whatever. We had a little tete-a-tete. And next thing I know, she runs upstairs. She called me a child abuser as she was going downstairs to do her laundry. Then oh, you're she, kidding me. She called me a child abuser. Yep. And I yelled at her and I said, I'll show you child abuse if oh, you really God, want me don't to. Say, don't, don't say that. <laughs> You say that to a kid, you know, I said, you don't know what child abuse is. Child abuse is, you see yourself standing on those stairs? If I was a child abuser, I would have thrown you down those stairs. I'm not a child abuser. So then she does her laundry, puts her laundry in the thing, comes upstairs, is being nasty to me. And I was just like, I've had enough. Be quiet. You know, she goes upstairs to her room and she's having a meltdown, Pam. I heard, I, I was on the phone with Corey. I said, Corey, I got to let you go. I hear things being whipped around that room. Wow. She threw her phone across the room and broke it. Oh. Mm-hmm. She was throwing her shoes. She was ripping her bed apart. She was just making a complete mess of her room. And I was like, you need to calm down. And what was this all based on? She was tired. Oh, okay. All right. She was tired. Okay. And she didn't, she didn't like the fact that mom changed her password on her computer. I can't go on my computer. She can't go on her computer whenever she wants to now. Because okay. we fell into the habit of mom would be still sleeping and we would go on our computers without asking because they were told you can't go on the computer without asking. But since they knew their own passwords, they were able to go on the computer. So I changed both their passwords so they can't get onto it without mom signing them in. Okay. So I guess you are a child abuser then. <laughs> I'm a child abuser. I'm a child abuser. Yep. Oh, I was like, I'll show you why child abuse. Oh, I yelled. I'm a yeller. I'm not going to lie. I am a yeller. And I probably shouldn't because it just makes them, maybe I'm teaching Garrett how to yell. But you know what? When it's warranted, I'm going to do it. Because you know what? You may be on the autism spectrum, but I'm not treating you any different than I would treat any other normal child. You're giving me an attitude problem. I'm going to get it in your face. And you're not going to like it. <laughs> Called me a child abuser. Oh. I was like, you serious? And Garrett just went upstairs to his room and was like, shut his door and was like, la, 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 do-de-do-de-do. So, needless to say, I'm a child abuser. And, you know, I told her, I said, I own everything that you have. (laughs) Who are you kidding? You don't, I bought that phone. That was my phone. You broke my phone. I own those shoes that you wear on your feet. I bought them. Those clothes you're wearing, those are mine. I bought them. That's that iPod that you left at Aunt Patty's house. She left her iPod over there. I said that was very expensive. Of course we're going to go back to Aunt Patty's to get it, but mm. you have to understand that you didn't even need that iPod because you were expected to only stay at Aunt Patty's for a few hours and I was going to come back and pick you up. You there was no reason for you to bring the iPod. You could have brought your phone, yeah, but not the iPod. There was no reason for you to bring it. And then she forgets it. You know, you only went over there with the clothes on your back, your jacket and your shoes, your iPod and your cell phone. Okay? 
You came out of the house with the same clothes you went in on Sunday with. Where's that? You had your phone, but you didn't have your iPod. How hard is it to keep track of two things? Okay, no problem, whatever. Try not to be upset. But she came into the, I mean, it was like, oh, my God, go back. <laughs> can I can I bring her back, please? <laughs> and I noticed now that now that she's home, Garrett's giving me a hard time. Yep, he's. I said something to him. He goes, "Not stupid, you know." That's how he talked to me. And I looked at him in the face, and he backed himself into the corner, like. And I looked in dead, and he put his pillow up over his face. I said, take that pillow down. I said, don't you dare talk to me like that. I am your mother. I am your mother, and you will respect me. It's disrespectful to talk to people like that. Would you talk to Mrs. Benedetto like that, his teacher? No. I said, so then don't talk to me like that. Because you know what? Everything that's in this, because we were in his bedroom. I said, everything in this bedroom here belongs to me and if and if you're gonna you know i let you play with it you don't pick it up said but you know one day mom's gonna come up here with a big black trash bag and throw everything out and then you'll have nothing but a fish you can watch your fish swim around in its bowl i'm a child abuser though thought that was pretty funny i'm a child abuser because i yell yep Oh, so we're snow. We're 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 technically not snowed in like we can. I can get in and out of my driveway. I can go to different some store. A lot of the st- stores are open. They've been plowed out. It's just that they can't keep up with. They haven't plowed everybody out yet. So Nemo is evil, and whatever. So. Then I get to deal with them all next week, too. So it is what it is. They're taking the days that they're taking off now, like yesterday, like today and tomorrow. They're taking off the end because they also get a vacation in April. So they're taking Friday away from them and Thursday away from them. If they have Friday, if they end up having Friday off, they'll take Wednesday away from them. So there'll be three days that are lost from April vacation and they'll have to go to school. They'll have to go to, they'll have two days off and then we have to go to school the rest of the week. But I don't know, but Xanax is my friend. Well, like I said, I've been here since June, so don't complain. Hey, Joey, Joey, say evil clownfish for Miss Erica. Excuse me. Say evil clownfish. Evil clownfish. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Do the purple egg curler for Miss Erica. Excuse me. How does Bear say that? Wait. How do Pip and Pop say it? That's in me. Now, next Bear and Big Lounge is coming your way. And would the wood for you in radio, purple egg curler? <laughs> Told you. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I tell you, but you know what? I don't know how you. I don't know you how you aren't bald. I really as in, as in no hair on my head. As in no hair on your head. How I'm not bald. I, I don't know how I, I'm Xanax is my friend this week. Oh, I can't. I, you know how I am about that. I'd rather have a. a no, I'm just sour saying. Than a, you spent a lot more time. You've been. I've been sequestered here. Under house arrest for seven months, yeah. With with the exception of the random going to the grocery store and the random doctor's appointments, you've basically been in your house for seven months. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, not that I haven't been in my house for seven months, but I wasn't stranded in the house with the kids for seven months. I don't know how you do it. I would, uh, 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 they'd be taking me to the, the hospital. No, no, they wouldn't. No. no they'd be They'd be committing me. Because I'm a child abuser, remember? Yes, but you're affable. I gotta go write that down. There's a. You like that word? I like that word. I was like, whoa, affable, and tete tete. I mean, tete tete, tete tete, whatever. Those are, you know, those go in the vocab section of the. 
the show notes for <laughs> I'm a child abuser. I was like, I'll show you what child abuse is. Just go downstairs and do your laundry. <laughs> down there after you. That's it. We're done. <laughs> oh, yeah, so this, yeah, this is how we survive seven months. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, she's getting, she's getting, you know, she's pretty high functioning. So, you know, she's just, she, it's hormones. I know it's hormones. Yeah. It's yeah. puberty setting in. And, oh, I tell you, I'm a child abuser. I'm going to get a t shirt that says that. Watch oh, out. No. Child abuser. And you know what? The funny thing is, as much as my ex, we call him Summer's Eve, as much as my ex is a Summer's Eve, he, are you there? Yes, but I don't want to laugh on, on well, mic. No, no, so. no, no, because I thought my headset got unplugged. Um, as much as he is a summer's eve, he talked to her on Skype last night and told her that he needs she needs to respect me because I'm her mother and I love her and I only want the best for her. And there's no reason for her to be giving me an attitude. She in that I give her everything she wants and more. I was like, who are you and what have you done with my ex? Yeah, really brief moments of clarity there. I was like, oh, my God, he's actually on my side. But no, she understood that. So last night, last night, she came and cuddled with me in my bed. They're good kids. You have good, intelligent, kind children. They're just children. And, you know. Yep. Garrett's kids are kids. Garrett, Garrett's always calling himself stupid and he's been doing it more often lately and hitting himself in the head and doing a lot of his his behaviors that we haven't seen since kindergarten. Mm. So well, that's why we did talked about the extended day program, putting him into that. And I think it'll be beneficial to him. I also think that we're we've been seeing these behaviors for a while now, but like a month ago, month a month ago, we reduced his medication because we're going to try to take him off that one and put him on a different one because he was having that low white blood cell count. Okay. And she, and she was like, well, what do you think about Abilify? I said, I hate it. Uh, and she's like, why? I said, because I took it and it made me in such pain. I couldn't sit. If I sat for too long, my I would sit, my legs would shake, and then I'd be in pain. I would lay down. My legs wouldn't shake. But they'd be in pain. I would try to drive a car. My legs would shake. And I was all, and I was always afraid I was going to get into a car accident. So I don't know if that's going to affect Garrett the same way it affected me. Because he does yeah. have, have my genetic. He does have some of my genes in him, you know. So she says, well, why don't we do this? We'll wait until he gets into the extended day program. Which they're saying that it might not be until the beginning of March. Um. And I'm like, that's like a half, that's like, it's a way she's like, well, you know, just keep monitoring him. And if, if he has, you know, if he gets worse, give me a call, we'll do something. But for now, why don't we wait until he gets into the extended day program and then deal with the medication? I'm like, uh-huh. ah, I'm like, give him a Xanax. You want a Xanax, Garrett? <laughs> you like a Benadryl? Uh, that's our show for this week. We've come to find that Erica's a child abuser that wants to. Oh my God! Will you stop repeating that? Somebody might (laughs) take it to heart or something. No, I'm not. I I I have a short fuse, just like my kids have a short fuse. Sometimes I think I'm on the autism spectrum. You know, I I I get pushed. You know, I get pushed to the to the brink. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? He's in rare form tonight. He is. That is going to push me over the edge. Afro Circus. It is a circus over here. Anyway, (laughs) I'd like to thank you for being on the show tonight. You're quite welcome. Putting up with Corey's antics. No, I think it adds a little little (laughs) dash of difference. You know, yep. we're not a bunch of deadpans. We we need a little fun once in a while, too. Yeah, we, 
This is part of our therapy, so. You know. Our therapy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have group therapy via Skype. <laughs> it is therapeutic. It really is. I mean, let's face it. Or am I the therapist? Or, we, or is just Skype the therapist? <laughs> it is very therapeutic. It is. It is. It is. And then it, we get a week, and then there you go, you know? In between podcasts, I call her. <laughs> You know, you got a scanner. You should scan one in, and we could put it on the website. <laughs> oh my God, I'm not. I'm not serious. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, uh, catch us on our website at autismwarriors.com. Our, our Facebook is facebook.com backslash autismwarriors. Our email is feedback at sayitproductions.com. You can always give us a call at 813-915-6390. Our Twitter is sayitprods. Our G plus is G plus dot T O backslash autism warriors. We're live every Wednesday night at 8 PM Eastern. Don't forget to go to iTunes to rate and review our show. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.